in this world there is an outside and there is an inside and there is illusion on the outside and there is illusion on the inside and in a tiny dot inside of ourselves if we're fortunate enough and pure enough and determined enough to find it there is reality and there is truth we are born into a world with our senses and we live according to our senses we live within what we see and what we touch and what we hear and what happens is the things that we look at enter into us the things that we see enter into us the things that we touch enter into us so the things that are going on in the outside are not just external to us they are also internal to us so not only do we look at things we take these things inside of us and then they reside inside of us and then all of the effects that they have on the outside they now have on the inside so even though we may walk away from a situation we don't leave it because we brought it into ourselves so the question comes how do we look at the world and at the same time not bring it into ourselves at the same time not have it react from the inside out and not just from the outside in what happens to us is that we become involved with things that are greater than our bodily capacity to handle our elements which we are made out of can only withstand so much pressure and when we bring too much of the world inside of us and we react too much inside of us we can become ill people have become ill from watching baseball games people have become ill from watching soccer matches or football games because it became so important to them that it's as if their life breath was attached to it now if things as peripheral to our existence as sports matches can do that to us what about our relationships with our families what about our relationships with our jobs what about our relationship with the things that we think sustain us and as long as we don't understand that the only sustenance is Allah 
And the only truth is Allah. And the only thing we can rely on is Allah. We rely on the things that we see in the world and on the things that we take inside of ourselves from the world. Now, the world, by its very nature, falls apart. The world, by its very nature, dissipates. So, since that happens, it should be well understood by us that whatever we rely on in the world is going to disappoint us and going to cause us difficulty. That which we think is pleasurable will eventually turn into pain. And we need to know that. But with the way we perceive and with our preconceptions, we've decided that certain things are pleasurable. And we chase them. And how do we decide these things are pleasurable? Well, many different ways. Uh, Our parents told us. Our teachers told us. Our friends told us. The advertising industry told us. Our own uh, inclinations go towards those things. But we'll find, after a while, that all of these things have the stench of disappointment built right into them. And unless we realize that, we are going to be living with that disappointment. So what's the cure? What's the way away from all of this? We have to understand that for a very long time we have been feeding our internal systems through the senses of the world. In the same way we are a product of what we eat, we are also a product of what we see and a product of what we hear and a product of what we do. And the more we prioritize the things that we do in the world, the greater the impact those things have on us. So if we consider the things that we do in the world very important, when they fade, we fade along with them. The difficulties that we have with the world are the difficulties that we internalize and have ourselves. If someone is a famous artist and he gets bad reviews on his paintings, he feels an internal pain as if those paintings were himself. An actor who gets a bad review on a part he plays forgets that he didn't write the script, he didn't direct the show, he just acted the part. He is so attached to it that if the review comes in bad, it's a personal reflection on who and what he is. The problem in this world is that people don't know what they are. They don't know who they are. They don't know the true glory of their being. 
because they haven't been told, because they haven't been explained, or simply because they don't want to be told. They're happy with their misconceptions, and they want to believe what they believe. Now, no matter how detached we may think we are in the world, Allah will show us that we're not that detached, that there are things that can make us crazy, that there are things that can make us worry, that there are things that can make us terribly, terribly upset. It's in those moments that we are being tested as to our attachment. Can we separate ourselves from the worldly things that are making us distraught? Can we detach ourselves from the worldly calamities? Is it possible? Can we find repose and sanctuary in the presence of our Lord? Can we understand that our Lord protects us and is merciful and that this world is just a temporary, passing, fleeting manifestation that we stay in for a very short period of time. There is a word from the uh, ancient Indian scriptures called Maya. And Maya means illusion. And it is used generically to describe the fact that this life is like a bubble and that it bursts. And that which happens to this bubble is of no consequence after the bubble bursts. It's as if it didn't exist. It's a play that we've entered into and we play our part and then the curtain closes and we go back to reality. Can we understand that there is a a reality behind the curtain? That while the curtain is open, we're in the midst of illusion. But when the curtain closes, that's when reality occurs. We can appear as one thing on the outside, but we can be an entirely different thing on the inside. We can be smiling and laughing, but as we turn, the turmoil of the inside takes its effect. Uh, The tears of a clown, the Pagliacci character who laughs on the outside but is in turmoil on the inside. We need to become serene on the inside. And then the outside will take care of itself. We are not made whole from external things. We are made whole 
from internal things. We are made whole through our belief system. We are made whole to our understanding of our position in this existence. We are made whole by believing in Allah and giving up our belief in the world. And this is the point of our practice. What's the, what, what are the reasons for prayer? Well, one of the reasons is to move outside of the world, to separate yourself in an enclosed space, and to, ex- to, to create a relationship between you and God, which is outside of the realm of the world, which has nothing to do with what happens outside of that prayer. It's a time to purify the internal part of ourselves. Unfortunately, what often happens is, as we go to pray, we take the entire world with us to the prayer place. And then as we attempt to pray, instead of praying to God, the world is just coming up before our eyes and absolutely dominating the space and time. It's like you can't leave it behind. You can't run away from it. Well, it's true. You can't run away from it. But what you can do is detach from it. And don't think this is so easy. There's a reason this is called jihad. So what is the jihad? The jihad is detaching from the world so that you can actually pray. The jihad is leaving the world outside the door of the prayer place along with your shoes. Why do you take off your shoes? So you don't, symbolically, you don't bring the world that you've been walking on into the prayer place. But if you still bring the world in with you anyway, what's the use of taking off your shoes? You might as well wear them. It's no different. We have to become serene, not because of external circumstances, but in spite of external circumstances. Because external circumstances will constantly keep us trapped, will constantly create new situations that we consider jeopardy and that create fear for us. It's relentless that way. It doesn't stop, and it won't stop. But as David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You see, that path of the valley of the shadow of death is with us from the time that we're born. It doesn't leave. And all of the consequences that come with it don't leave. But can we leave it? Can we separate ourselves 
from it? Can we make that real distinction that we are not our personality, that we are not our ego, that we are not what other people think of us, that we are not this visage, this face that we can't see anyway, but that we are not these things. We are not the way our hair is combed. We are not the way our beard is cut. We are not the clothes we wear. We're something entirely different. And even though we may come from different customs and different cultures, and we have different languages and different religious beliefs and different of ideas of how the world was created and who God is and different ways of dress and different ways of talk and different ways of dance. These are all the same. They're an illusion in order to keep us trapped in the world. And the only way to escape is to escape from our attachment to these things. And as long as we have attachment to race, we're trapped. As long as we have attachment to language, we're trapped. As long as we have attachment to religion, we're trapped. As long as we have attachment to culture, we're trapped. And until we escape all of these traps, we are subject to the pleasure and pain that these traps cause. We think there's pleasure there, but the pleasure always turns into pain. And so we need to rid ourselves of praise and of blame. We need to rid ourselves of pleasure and of pain. Allah doesn't have pleasure and pain. Allah is in grace and magnanimity. Allah is in mercy and compassion. We need to be in mercy and compassion. We need to transcend the attachments in this world. We need to transcend the joys of this world. We need to transcend the things we chase after in this world. We have to relieve ourselves of everything in this world and then we will be relieved of the world. An Arab came to the Prophet one time and said to him, the shaitan keeps following me everywhere I go. He won't leave me alone. And the Prophet said to the man, come back in three days. And he called shaitan. And he said, why are you bothering this man? He said, bothering him? He's bothering me. He wants all the things that are mine. He wants lust, he wants money, he wants gold, he wants fame, he wants property. These things aren't his, they're mine. So wherever he goes for those things, that's where I am. We think we're avoiding the devil and the demons. Yet we walk right into their abodes. We walk into their homes and we expect to be treated as welcome guests by Satan? Consider what we do. Consider the way we walk. Consider the places we go. Consider the things we look at. Consider the things we do. Why do we do them? What is the purpose for doing them? 
and what is the intention for doing them. What do we think we're going to get from them? If we think we're going to get pleasure, we're going to get pain. Because the world will only give you pain. You have to find your serenity, your peace in Allah. And you have to make that focus towards Allah. And your prayer has to become a still place where the world doesn't exist. And what you'll find is, if you can slow things down enough, so where your thoughts don't wander back into the world, but only stay focused on our Lord, only stay focused on His peace and His serenity, then the world will begin to fall away from you. And as it falls away from you, the burdens that it brings to you fall away from you. And then you can have moments of splendor in the serenity of our Lord. This is where our focus has to be. And this has to be our plan for ourselves. If it hasn't been yet, we have to institute it. The alternative is to go to war, external war. And so much of the world is in war right now. Why? Because they think they're going to accomplish something. They think they're going to make something happen in an appropriate way. Look at all the wars in the world. What have they accomplished? Where has it gotten anybody? What's it done besides kill millions of people? And then there are the utopian movements, like communism, which says, in order for hundreds of millions to benefit, just a few million have to die. Well, the one sure thing is that the few million were killed. What's going to happen to the hundreds of millions, nobody knows until later. And we found out that they would live a life of poverty and despair. The world lies. It will continue to lie. No matter how much you love your politician, he lies. Why? Because he doesn't know the truth. And if you don't know the truth, every word out of your mouth is a lie. Until you've gotten to the point where you've reached the, the state of <clears throat> insan kamal, true man, you can't perceive the truth. And all of our actions are mistakes. So in this mistake-filled world, where we add to the mistakes, we have to find some time for peace. We have to remove ourselves some time for peace. We have to beg Allah to get the world off our back. We have to beg Allah to allow us to be free and stop being robotically manipulated by the world to do its will. The whisperer will always whisper. And whenever you look for him, he won't be there. Turn towards Allah. Allah will never abandon you. Allah will never leave you. Allah will always tell you the truth. 
Have faith in him and your faith will be rewarded. Do your deeds on his behalf and your deeds will be rewarded. Stay straight with him and he'll stay straight with you. He keeps his promises and he is merciful. May his mercy come to each and every one of us. Amin. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.